Welcome, Cosmic Toolbox. We are in December of 2021. And as impossible as that feels, and as intense as this year has been, um, it still feels like there is some promise in here. And for those of you in the Patreon and uh, private discord. You guys know that this last week has been exceptionally difficult for both my family and local communities here in Michigan. And so everyone is just tender hearted and I'm excited to talk about December because there's so much, there's so much in it. And when I did the forecast, I actually forecasted, I forecast every month a about a year in advance. Um, and then I do a yearly forecast, which will be out towards the end of December. And when I did the yearly forecast for 2021, I said that things would start to get better just at the end of December. And I think I really hooked on to that Jupiter movement into Pisces and still that's what keeps me hanging on. I still feel like, okay, it's gonna, it's gonna feel better at some point, but just so you guys know, we're, we're still not there. It could feel really intense depending on where you are and where your placements are. So as we kick off into December, the first day of December, the first wave of relief that comes is going to be Neptune moving direct at 20 degrees Pisces. This is going to give everybody, um, a little bit more wooey, feelings of joy than we've had access to for a little while. Um, Neptune retrograde kind of strips away our external delusions, illusions of fantastical life and forces us to kind of look at reality. And um, that can be quite difficult to dig into your inner soul and look at, you know, what is there? What am I made of? And what do I believe? And what are my thoughts? And what are my dreams? And what do I think of when no one's looking? And where are my psychic abilities? And where is my ego? And all of those questions can now sort of move. We can kind of start daydreaming again and get a little bit more outward and outer focused with our daydreaminess. We also have a very supportive energy with the moon and Scorpio today, um, allowing our inner worlds to become more intimate again and to get, dig into that mystery. And this is a really good time to be leaning into your mystical tools, to be using your crystals more, to be working with your cards, um, doing any divination that you do. This is a good supportive time for that. We also have an entire month full of like meteor showers in a really, um, quite cool way. Right. So we have them matching up. I always say, of course they're matching up because they're what it matches it. That's what brings it. But if that makes any sense, but we have this really cool kind of energy as just as things start to get wild, right before things get wild, we have a meteor shower this month. Um, and so on the second, I don't believe anyone in the Northern hemisphere is going to see the, um, Phoenicid meteor showers. Um, I do believe Australia is going to get quite a good show that's happening on December 2nd. We get into the third and we have the sun quincunx Uranus retrograde and Taurus, um, that could bring some spotlighted energy into, 
um, who you are, your individual, your individuality, a, a bit more of a focus on um, what makes you, you there. And when you, when I should say one of, one of the main things I would like to say about Uranus that we're going to see over again and again in the month of December is that all of these situations that touch Uranus, that where Uranus aspects other planets throughout the month of December, it's almost as if, you know, because we know Saturn is square Uranus for the third and final time of 2021 on Christmas Eve, 1224. And we've we've experienced two squares and they've both been intense. And so it's almost like Uranus knows it's going back for a third round. And now before it makes its third and final show up against Saturn, it's going to visit some people. And so when you have quincunx, you think of, um, in conjunct, right. Um, they kind of have this play (laughs) like, Uh, What I would like to maybe bring into it is more along the lines of how are your, how is your vitality and the light that shines upon you going to act and counteract and interact with the light that shines from within you? And how will both of those things function in the same space at the same time? Um, And in what way will you be able to show up and also have that spotlight on you? And so it can get to be kind of a weird um, time for everybody. And at that same time, the moon will be moving into Sagittarius. And so we have all of this mutable fire, right? And all this Jupiter energy kind of like, what are we doing? Where are we going? You know, um, going and starting and learning lessons and, and taking off and that desire for your inner world to like think out and feel out and, and dance with all of these ideas in your head. And so it's just going to be the third and fourth. It's just going to be wild because we remember the sun is quincunx Uranus retrograde and the moon is in Sagittarius on the third. And then on the fourth in the middle of the night for us, East coasters, West coasters, I think it's like 1145 PM. We get that total solar eclipse only going to be viewable from Antarctica. Um, but it's at 12 degrees Sagittarius. And I think that that's something that we all have to really get ready for. Um, Sagittarius does not need a fire lit from within it. Um, but, and yet it is going to get this kind of like reset, a magic, magic reset. And, you know, some people say that, and, and I'll, I'll say a couple different things. Some people say that a total solar eclipse is always going to be really, really dramatic and it's really soul sucking and it can steal your life force. And I was definitely raised within a family that came from the native American belief. And also I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that that's where it traced back to, but my grandmother also, um, had an Irish father and he used to say that they wouldn't go outside during a total solar eclipse when it was above them, right? If they knew it was going to be there. Now it's really interesting because back when they wouldn't have known when a solar eclipse maybe was happening somewhere else. And so what we want to do is kind of hone in on that 
what does this mean for me? What does it look like where I am and how am I going to take what it's giving me? I'm feeling this particular total solar eclipse as a reset. I feel like Sagittarius is the one it's the energy that can handle holding the space for a reset like this. Every Sagittarius that I've known in my physical human life has been the kind of person that is just really good at coming in and saying, nope, this is done. This is done. You're done. This isn't, nope, mm -mm, no more. And they can put an end to things as well as that they can shift and grow and help shift out of that and into something new. They're very good at calling the finality of something. And they're very good at saying, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. So let's do something else. Sagittarius energy can carry that, right? And, and in the way that, not that they're not sentimental, not that they're not emotional, not that they're not invested or intimate or anything like that. They just don't let it block their good judgment and, and not good judgment <laughs> as far as safety or risk-taking, but literally like, no, that is done. And I'm not going to him haw about it or be wishy-washy. They just can cut that line. And I think that's what we all need. We all need to take a step, even just a half a step back and review our lives. Where are we putting energy that we shouldn't be? Why? We have so much intense Capricorn energy coming for us this month. You better make sure you're on solid footing and you better make sure that the foundation to the world you're building is solid. Um, there's going to be a lot of friction coming. So this first week, right? That's what we're up against. We're kind of dealing with this total solar eclipse. We're dealing with Neptune. We're getting a sneak peek of some Uranus retrograde stuff coming up and then Mars and Pluto, right? Mars sextile Pluto. We have some stabilizing there. We have some vitality coming into our very base transformation arena, like shadow type places. Um, and, and honestly, uh, we're all going to need it. Right. One of the things I think that what I'm trying to say, and I should, I'm just going to say it straightforward is that this Mars sextile Pluto is going to seemingly help people transition. Um, and that could mean actual transition out of this life. It could mean, divorces. It could mean marriages. It could mean birth. It could mean adoption. It could mean, um, you know, moving from career into retirement or moving from college into career or moving from, um, one career to college to the next, like transitions will be supported this week. Um, and if you are, making a transition, but you're scared about it. Um, Mars is kind of going to not be the most Gentile, uh, gentle or Gentile person in the entire universe. Um, Mars is in Scorpio, right? So Mars in Scorpio, sextile Pluto, modern ruler of Scorpio, it just could get wild. Like if you're not ready, you could get stung. Um, there's going to be some deep emotional stuff that could come up about it. There's the Cassiopeia meteors that are hitting on the sixth, they're peaking. And then on the seventh, we have Mercury square Neptune now direct, right? And that harkens back to when we talked about the Mercury retrograde. Um, and you know, 
when we were talking about different things, um, back in the summer and we were talking about how Mercury was going to be, you know, working against Neptune and we were going to be taking it deep because they were both in retrograde. Well, now Mercury is no longer in retrograde. Neptune's no longer in retrograde. And so our communications and, and Mercury also rules the ether. So our dreams, our spirituality, our meditation, it's all going to be elevated. It's all going to be moving. Um, but this square, right? So there's no retrograde at play, but this square is also going to show that there is some resistance, right? And that there is more change. So it's like the whole first week is just tons of change coming up, coming up fast. Um, the second week in December, we have, Mar we kick it off on the eighth with Mars squaring off with Jupiter. This is also very telling Mars over in Scorpio squaring off with Jupiter still in Aquarius. Pick, 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 pick. That's how Scorpios and Aquarius deal with each other. Scorpios kind of sting and, and, um, Aquarius is kind of like, um, irritate with their words and then the Scorpio stings and then they go back and forth like that. And so Mars and Scorpio squaring with Jupiter and Aquarius, it could just feel really, um, unnecessary, lots of chitter chatter coming up, lots of minor oppositions, things you thought you handled, um, anger that you thought you had, already dealt with, but really Jupiter here in Aquarius is wanting you to expand and think bigger and try bigger and grow, grow outside of your comfort zone, especially as Jupiter is going to move into Pisces later on in the month. This is the last bits of Aquarius. And there's been tons of time Jupiter had gone into Pisces, retrograded back into Aquarius. It's like Jupiter is kind of done with Aquarius, but those Aquarius concepts need to be brought into this energy so that we can expand. And so Jupiter is not going to let it go. Then on the, on the 10th, we have the first quarter moon in Pisces. I feel like this first quarter moon is going to be an emotional doozy. I have spoken to my guides about it a bunch of times. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to go there. I think we'll deal with this one most in a weekly forecast. I think that this first quarter moon is going to have us activating emotion in a way we wish we didn't have to. Um, I think that we are going to feel things from other people's perspective. I think that we will be having a situation where everybody is trying to get on the same page and we're having viewpoints we don't recognize because being kind or making connections and being in community is going to be more important than the things that are dividing us. And I think that there is something there that I'm not quite ready to tease out. On the 11th, we get the first sort of dancing that Venus is going to do with Pluto um, in Capricorn. Venus is conjunct Pluto in Capricorn, I believe three times this month um, or three times over its transit, right? Because it's going to go retrograde and then come back. Venus conjunct Pluto is going to bring transformation, resurrection, fire, destruction. Um, it's going to smash the ego in your relationships in your finances in your physical beauty. You're going to have to have your come to Jesus talks. You're going to have to bring yourself into awareness. You're probably going to find yourself, um, having these very deep transformative conversations that, um, are foundational, uh, the cracks in the foundations that I spoke of when we deal with Capricorn and we're dealing with a lot of Capricorn this month, Venus conjunct Pluto is going to kind of hold that space for us to find where our connections are cracked, um, and where our foundations simply can't hold what we've built. Right. So just like in a house, when you build this foundation and you pour this concrete foundation over the next hundred years, too much weight, 
not enough attention, too much water in the soil, all the different things, tree roots, growing roots, cracks the foundation. And then you've got to, you've got to handle it. Right. And we keep getting called to handle these cracks in the foundations. And this is one of the major times in the month that we're going to get called to do so. December 11th also has Mercury sextile Jupiter. We have a lot of communication wanting to come through and to help us grow and expand. And so it's a day to dig in and do the work and have results. It's not a day to ignore what comes up. You want to be a, a very attentive to what comes up on the 11th and the 12th and the 13th. So on the 12th, we have our 12, 12 power day. The sun is squaring off with Neptune as Neptune's first sun square after retrograde. It's also an 11 master day. This is going to be vitality and intuition, your spiritual practice. Where are you practicing? Where are you faltering? Are you doing the work? Um, how do you feel? What is coming out of you? Um, really owning that space and that empowerment is going to be important on the 12th, on the 13th, Mercury is semi-sextile Mars, but Mars moves into Sagittarius on the 13th and Mercury moves into Capricorn. It's going to feel like a wonky day out there. It's like we start the day and Mercury's in Sagittarius and Mars is in Scorpio. And so we're going to be having these fiery, intimate, deep, weird kind of connections. And then as things shift, Mars goes into Sagittarius and kind of holds that fire space. Mercury moves into Capricorn and wants to get work done. So as we transition through that 13th day, you might want to mark that on your calendar, go easy on yourself. And it's going to be like one of those days where you wake up believing one thing about your life and you go to bed and you're like, huh, am I a different person? What's that TikTok thing? Am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. That one, that's... <laughs> That's how that's going to feel um, on the 13th. Then on the 13th and the 14th, we get the um, the Geminids. Why am I not being able to say that very well right now? Um, they are between the 7th and the 17th, um, but they peak on the 13th and the 14th. So that's going to give us a lot of inspiration and a lot of cosmic flow, um, especially because that's the 13th and 14th. And then the um, Geminids last from the 7th to the 17th. And on the 17th, we get the sun semi-sextile Plutus, Plutus, Pluto, sun semi-sextile Pluto, sun semi-sextile Venus, right? Venus and Pluto conjunct over there. The sun semi-sextile, both of them, it's going to help kind of hold that energy of inflection and relationships. But then we also have on the 18th, the micro full moon, 27 degrees Gemini. Um, this is the cold moon. This is the desperate moon. This is what I call this moon, the desperate moon. We're in the winter, right? The solstice I know is only 24 is on the 21st. It's not yet winter and yada, 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 but meteorological winter starts December 1st, right? We're in winter. It's dark by 4 PM. It's cold outside. Your nostril hairs freeze. For those of you that are not in the North, you know, you just use your imagination. It's cold. It's dark. It's lonely. Yada, yada. This moon, the full moon um, we wouldn't be out hunting a ton. It's, it's not quite the wolf moon either. And so that's in January. And so there's not a lot of movement. It's cold. It's dark. It's dreary. Um, communities are faltering people that are, um, not going to be able to sustain the winter are feeling desperate, right? There's all these weird feelings and there's not a ton of hope. It can get very cold. We're lucky. This full moon is a micro full moon. 
Gemini has been holding the North node of destiny for us for, um, you know, two years, 18 months. We're rounding off. <laughs> I don't have my dates right in front of me. So it's been holding this space. It's been the North node of destiny for the entire world. All of our eclipses have been in the Gemini Sagittarius axis. We have the total lunar eclipse that happened back um, on or that will have happened back on December 4th, right? Um, it's going to be our last eclipse season with the Gem Gemini Sagittarius. This micro full moon is going to be so Gemini. I can feel Gemini already. That duality, that darkness. And I want everyone to go to their birth charts and just pull it up and check anywhere in your birth chart that you have something at 27 degrees. Um, and just take a look, you may be like, phew, I don't have anything. And you could go like 26 to 28 degrees, but really you want to, you, you want to look at the, that the 27 mark and anything that's along that 27 mark, you want to pay attention because those things are going to be what Gemini is activating. Gemini is always very forward thinking, always always has a, a leg up on, on everybody, right? Ruled by Mercury, clear vision, clear, sharp, sharp vision. And so they're going to be, they, you know, my buddies, <laughs> the twins and Gemini are going to be picking apart some of us and really wanting us to get what they've brought, our destiny that they've held. Um, it's a pride thing. It's about them. <laughs> they want to make sure that we are owning what they have gifted us with. And so I would pay attention to anywhere 27 shows up. I would expect it to be activated in some way. Um, then we go into the 19th and we get like a, yes, because Chiron retrograde ends. And then we get a, ooh, because Venus retrograde begins at 26 degrees Capricorn, 26 degrees Capricorn, right? So that's right. That full moon is at 27 degrees, 26, 28, this Venus retrograde, it's all playing. It's all picking apart. Um, you know, Venus retrograde is here to kind of pick apart our connections to people and how we love and how we are affectionate and how we look and what we like to look like and all the different things like that. And so I would pay attention to how you're feeling around this full moon. Thankfully, like I said, it's a micro full moon. It's not going to be too intense, um, but it will be that subtle passive aggressive energy that Gemini loves so desperately. Um, then we get into the 20th uh, eclipse season officially ends. We will all breathe a collective sigh of relief. Then we will start to feel Saturn and Uranus trying to get us to pick sides. They will, they will be triggering us up in different ways. Mercury semi-sextile Saturn on the 20th, Mercury trine Uranus retrograde, wanting us to see our individuality, wanting us to fix our, fix our crack in the foundation, wanting us to look at and think about and process where we have built our personality for other people. Where did we build a house on somebody else's foundation, right? And that's kind of what we do as, as that is how humanity grows when you have children or not all of us have children. So when, when somebody had you, they poured a foundation for your life. They, you know, gave you as much health as they could give you. They gave you as much wealth as they could give you. They gave you the education that they could provide. Whatever it was had to be enough. They laid a foundation for you. And then you had to build your life on that foundation. But if you don't stop at some point and say, oh, wait, this foundation's too small or this foundation's too big or wait, this is a foundation 
you know, for a tiny house and I want a mansion or vice versa, you're going to end up with a foundation that doesn't fit the home. And so this kind of energy is going to be really big around the winter solstice, just leading in there. Um, then we have the big winter solstice. We have the Ursid meteor showers from the 17th to the 25th. The winter solstice is on the 21st. Sun moves into Capricorn. Ceres retrograde moves into Taurus. Um, that energy is going to be real magical, but there's going to be a real spotlight in having the magical inspiration to turn around and say, this isn't for me, or this is for me, or those kinds of really hard calls. And now I'm ready to do the work. So I would expect that kind of energy to shift around the 21st, 22nd. When you go into the 24th, that's when Saturn squares off with Uranus for the third and final time of 2021. Jupiter is going to be quintile Uranus retrograde at the same time. We are going to have to be really honest with who we are and what we want. This last week of December is almost the most cliche story ever written. Who are you? What do you want? And if you're lying to yourself, it's like going to get smacked up in your face. That's just the way it's coming at you. We have the 25th Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto, right? So Venus conjunct Pluto both direct on the 11th, then Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto on the 25th. So as we kind of get into that, we need to start paying attention and we need to start to be like, okay, I felt Venus conjunct Pluto when it was direct. So I saw what my life was like. Now here I am looking with Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto. Where do I need that transformative fire? Where do I need to look at the relationships I'm building and why I'm building them and all these different things. Right. And it's important too. I didn't really talk about it at the time. I plan to get into it a little bit more in the weekly forecast, but back on, on, you know, when Venus conjuncts Pluto in Capricorn for the first time on December 11th, we then on the 13th, we have this really brief, very brief Sagittarius stellium. Mars will be at zero degrees Sagittarius Vesta at 14 degrees, the sun at 21 degrees and Mercury at 29 degrees Sagittarius at around 1 PM, um, all that'll shift and Mercury will move into Capricorn. Um, but we have to remember that then when Venus retrograde is conjunct Pluto, that same day, we now have a Capricorn stellium. So we want to work with the general energy that mid-month Sagittarius is going to help us take some risks and expand. And then after about the 25th, Capricorn is going to help us build that freaking foundation fix those freaking cracks and start getting some work done. And so that might feel incredibly intense, but we have the opportunity throughout the month to handle all the other gunk so that by the time we get to the end of December, we're ready to build a foundation for 2022. It's setting us up in a really magical way. I've been looking forward to the second half of December since January, 2021. Um, this is when I feel like we're going to make strides in so many different directions. And so I feel Feel like after this Capricorn stellium kind of clicks in after the Saturn square Uranus with the Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto, we're going to be resurrecting our inner selves and how we connect and not always maybe so worried about what other people are doing. Um, and then, so on the 26th, we have Mercury sextile Neptune third quarter moon in Libra. I am going to say for the record, just for posterity that I will expect, um, 
Yeah, no, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I am going to suspect. So on the 24th, when Saturn squares off Uranus for the last time, Jupiter's quintile Uranus, the moon is also in Virgo at like zero degrees, um, opposite Jupiter in Aquarius at like 29 degrees Aquarius. That's going to be some stuff where our inner world is going to have to make a to-do list for our expansion in Aquarius before Jupiter moves into Pisces and we have to feel things on a level we're probably not ready to feel. That's going to be intense with that, that Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto going after that. But the third quarter moon in Libra is going to really feel as if we are, I want to say, um, you know, when I'm trying to remember, not remember, I'm trying to reimagine this in a way that I can tell a tiny story and get it all done, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. Um, but one of the things that I think must be remembered is that when there's a stellium in Capricorn, we always say when we were dealing with a lot of stelliums, um, last early spring, we were, we were talking like, is this ever going to end? Is it always going to feel like a pile up? And then the stellium situation kind of waned. Now we have this Capricorn stellium and it's not, it's not tiny. It's not distant planets. This Capricorn stellium is the sun, Mercury, Venus, right. And Pluto. And so, you know, we're going to feel this Capricorn stellium. And it's important to remember that this creates this like energy vortex over there in Capricorn and the polarity between Capricorn and cancer will be felt, right? So Capricorn takes the stage and then it kind of leaves cancer kind of wallowing in some shadows. And then at the same time, that stellium energy will kind of activate who it squares off with. So it's Capricorn squares off right with Libra and Aries. So if you have Libra and Aries placements, a lot of them, especially watch this Capricorn stellium that we're wrapping up 2021 with what's being activated in you. Your, your whole life is going to be activated with this Capricorn stellium. You're going to be building foundations and, and all those things that are squaring off with this Capricorn stellium. And then you're also going to want to check your cancer placements and where the shadowy parts of your cancer placements might be showing themselves. And so that's just one, one area that I think everybody would do well to kind of dig into. On the 28th, we have the Jupiter in <laughs> the Jupiter movement into Pisces. Then on the 29th, Mercury conjunct Venus retrograde. That's going to be really wild. We're going to be able to communicate, think about, um, process some of our inner connections and how we love and how we seek beauty. At the same time, we're going to have Mars sextile Saturn. So we're going to be seeing how we claim things and how we power play and how that works together with the way we work and the way we get things done. Um, and then we have Mercury conjunct Pluto on the 30th, lots of that transformative, um, ether happening. And then one of the things that we round out 2021 with, and we don't get to see it here. I think Australia gets this one again. Um, we get the close approach approach of moon and Mars to earth, but we also get a lunar occultation of Mars that only Australia I think sees, but moon and Mars are going to be close and they're going to be together. And at one point the moon will block Mars in the sky. And that is significant because, and it's all going down in Sagittarius. It's significant because it's almost like our inner world 
and, and our vitality, our energy, our action, our courage, and our inner watery world of intuition and emotions and um, subconscious and all of that, they're going to be together in Sagittarius where there's risk and expansion and all sorts of things taking place. And our emotional world for a brief moment will eclipse that vitality and will just take over. And what is possible when we have that much creation in one moment in, in one area ready to leap right into the new year. And so I just find it to be a fascinating time. I've been really looking forward to the last two weeks. Like I've said, since I did the forecast for 2021, um, everybody have a beautiful December. We're going to have really cool opportunities, a couple different things that I've, I haven't done in a long time. Um, and a little bit of good news. So we have our new moon group alignment on Friday, the third, we have our full moon group alignment on the 17th. We have the workshop that I have to make up from November on sigils and symbols. That's on December 9th. We have a workshop on practical magic, new year traditions, and we're going to go through and do some work together on forecasting and making a plan and calendars and, and, um, vision boards and all kinds of cool stuff like that. But then I also am going to do a winter solstice ceremony um, that time is to be determined at the moment, but um, it's going to be live. It will also be recorded. Um, and I'm super excited about that. We have tea time. And then also Reiki master has their second group meeting on the 1212 power day. Um, and Last but not least, I said that I would not be opening up more sessions in December, but then Olive found out that she has dance ends for her on the 19th. So I'm going to just for Patreon supporters, open up the 20th through the 23rd for a handful of sessions. If that is something anyone wants, this will be the time to grab it. Also the 27th through the 29th. So let me know anybody that wants those. I'll probably post about it on Patreon as well. Have a beautiful December and I will talk to you all soon.